Brosecast. I am your host, Tim Kennedy Jr. With me, as always, longtime Bachelor fan. Early to the game. The Bachelor franchise is hot in the streets right now, I.B. Uh, everybody and anybody with a microphone has a Bachelor recap podcast. But you've been in this game for the love of it for a long time. Alex W. Bradford. A.B., how are you doing today? Excellent. How about yourself? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, quick question. A.B., who's the worst Bachelor of all time? Worst Bachelor? Yeah, it's an easy answer. Uh, Juan Pablo. Easy. Oh, I noticed you said his name correctly and even added a little bit of like Spanish Juan. flair, the yeah. Juan. And I ask you that question and I set you up for that because you got a lot of grief last night, last last night, last weekend. I don't know what happened last night, but last weekend from Rosecast Nation because of the you accidentally had a little slip of the tongue and you called Juan Pablo Sean Pablo. And there's a couple people out there. Who were thinking that AB didn't know who AB thought Sean Pablo Juan Pablo's name was Sean Pablo, but folks, it was just a mistake, and sorry I didn't correct him. <laughs> sorry, hey, I was talking about Sean Lowe, and I was talking about Juan Pablo at the same time, and I mixed it a simple slip of tongue, no big deal. All right, you know the way you're saying Juan now is becoming offensive. <laughs> 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 All right, folks, this is uh, our last Bachelor in Paradise recap show. You want to talk about, you want to recap the episode and then dig into another overloaded AB mailbag? I would love to. All right, AB, one episode this week. Now, that kind of threw me off. Uh, I'm, I'm expecting a package, and I thought it was going to come on. It's supposed to get here on Tuesday and yesterday. Since yesterday was the last episode of Bachelor in Paradise of the week, I thought it was Tuesday. So I was pissed I didn't get the package. But, folks, it was Monday. It threw me all off when there's only one episode. Uh, the episode opens. Chris Harrison addresses the group on the final day in Paradise. Remember, the, the last episode left off with, all right, AB, uh, everybody has to go home tonight, basically. <laughs> kind of just threw that out there. Um this is how I understood it, A.B. Basically, the couples need to discuss. And you've seen the show before. And for as a reminder to newish listeners, I've never watched Paradise before. They have three options. You agree to leave separately. You agree to leave together and stay and, you know, give it another shot for at least another 24 hours and stay in Mexico for a romantic date. Mm hmm. An offshoot of that second option is you agree to go to the fantasy suite after that date yep. and take your relationship to the next level. I think we should just go down each of the couples pre-dates, and then we'll get into the after show. Okay. First couple, worst couple. What did you make of Daniel and Lacey's discussion? I was surprised Daniel seemed kind of into being a couple, to be honest. Very surprised. To the cameras, Lacey said, I'm in love with Daniel for sure. When did that happen? He did, he just showed up, A.B., and it wasn't maybe five days prior, and it wasn't even a situation where they got to hang out over the break like some of the other couples, because he wasn't there yet. Yeah, they did. They didn't have a lot of screen time either, so it's hard to tell exactly what was happening. He he was there long enough not to fall in love with someone, but he was there long enough to build a, a relationship and maybe given the benefit of the doubt to yeah. the most annoying <laughs> couple, you know, they weren't on, they weren't on screen much. I can't imagine their conversations were engaging enough to warrant a lot of screen time. Well, anytime Daniel's involved, it's going to, it's, it's all 
like sexual innuendo innuendo jokes. Yeah, he's Most, he, <laughs> he's like ninety percent of what he says is a is a sex joke. I was gonna say he he seems like he has a book of sex jokes, like <laughs> yeah. innuendo straight, like oh, oh five, Fourth of July. They don't even have to make sense, but he's gonna make the sex jokes whether you <laughs> like it or not. Uh, so they agree to stay together and give the date a shot. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the the person putting in the most effort in that in that couple is is Lacey. She yeah. she came into paradise dead set on leaving. Keep in mind, she's fallen in love with like three different guys, sure. one of whom is still there. So she was going to leave paradise with somebody. Period. Next up, Jack Stone and Kristen. Uh, they haven't. These two haven't been on a date yet. But pretty much every episode, Jack Stone and Kristen share a delightful kiss on the day bed. So I I thought, what did you think these two were going to do? I thought they were going to leave as a couple. I thought for certain they were going to leave a couple. I thought they were going to turn down the fantasy suite because she, um, you don't, you don't, you know, lose your virginity in a fantasy suite. That's not what any, (laughs) any (laughs) young girl or boy dreams of. (laughs) That would be quite a story for, (laughs) for ages. So I thought they'd leave as a couple and, See where it goes from there. Kristen had other ideas. I, I've got some theories about Kristen's reaction. First, she looks mortified when Jack pulls <laughs> her aside. Absolutely mortified. I'm thinking this might have been the first time they've ever talked to each other sober. You think that's possible? <laughs> that might be it. Because she was like, oh my God, Jack Stone's about to talk to me. I'm like, you talk to Jack Stone every day. <laughs> that's that's who you that's your boyfriend basically <laughs> yeah. she well it was more so confusion on her part she yeah. didn't even understand how he could be asking her to you know leave as a couple maybe she wasn't listening when chris explained what was about to happen <laughs> yeah that was another thing <laughs> she seemed like she didn't understand what the show how the yeah. show works <laughs> Yeah, she was like, I can't believe you're even asking me this. She, and like, she, Jack's she, looking around like, anybody, what's going on? She had the most confused look on her face like, what What, what do you mean? We're going to leave as a couple. It's like, that's the next step. Why are you confused about this? Let's put in a little bit of this audio here. Let's listen to their conversation. You want to get out of here and, and just make the best out of this and go get out of here hand in hand? Like, okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. So... If right now, like, the option is leave as a couple. We're leaving as a couple to see what happens. I think, I think you're... I, I think, can't leave here as a couple. It's not going as a couple. It's just leaving here as... I feel like we are, a, like, my, like, we are friends. And at this point in time, I feel like we are acquaintances right now i'm i'm trying to kristen what i'd like to do is to get out of here hand in hand and i feel like the options are leave here as a couple or it's not it's leaving here hand in hand and see what happens the hand in hand is as a couple all right so as we heard there in that audio ab jackstone quickly runs out of lines to say because he expected an instant yes so when she's waffling and he has to keep convincing her he's just like yeah you know just hand in hand hand in hand so he starts he's he's going he's going farther and farther away from a serious relationship (laughs) as he as he has to backdrop so it starts out as like we're gonna be a couple leaving this island and then she's like nah we're not a couple and then he's like we can just leave hand as hand in hand yeah. Out of the just island. leave in the general. Just <laughs> leave just in leave. the same car as me. <laughs> yeah, we can just leave. 
believed and then it ends with like we can yeah we can just leave in the same car and probably not talk after this but let's at least leave together is it do you mind if we take the same flight out of here just you know (laughs) see what happens um so yeah i thought that was extremely bizarre jack was totally stunned as we saw in the car have you ever seen somebody so out of it (laughs) as his car he was mentally destroyed and flopped by what happened there you wonder how long that face jack stone made in the van (laughs) lasted because they probably could have showed even longer of it um i also thought it was funny when kristen did her little thing where she's going into the ocean and she just gets rocked by a wave baby i mean knocked out cold (laughs) I thought it was funny that Kristen said they were acquaintances. I just think we're like acquaintances. You know what I mean? No, no you no. made out with me a ton. <laughs> That's All not what acquaintances time. do. Oh man, I that was uh that was interesting to say the least. I don't really have a side to take. I think I think Jackson was right to be surprised by yeah. that. I think Kristen was a little but again, you don't know. Maybe these two were just zombies throughout this or at least Kristen was throughout the whole experience and she doesn't realize like oh by the way like you certainly led jack stone into thinking that you two were together one of my favorite parts of this episode too um because i've never seen one of these episodes either these finale episodes is they just dip mm-hmm. without saying anything to anybody so jack stone just like walked off <laughs> away from everyone and then hopped in a car and left there was no no goodbyes they might say goodbye but jack stone well jack stone couldn't show his face in front of his boys no jack stone's got a lot of guys there and he's not gonna be like uh guys she she said no i mean that's (laughs) ab what do we say he was stunned jack stone was stunned yep uh but let's move on to the other couples tickle monster and jasmine this one lasted about 10 seconds. Jonathan, Jonathan said we should leave his friends. Jasmine agreed. Instantly mutual. And just like that, gone forever. Jack Stone and Jasmine. Mad respect for both of them. Jonathan and Jasmine. I did not mean to say Jack Stone. We can move on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jasmine and, ja- and uh, Jonathan. Get it right. <laughs> Mad props to how they handled this. Yeah, they like were just like... like It was fun for like a couple days here, but obviously we're not going <laughs> to... Nothing's happening here. Next up, Adam and Raven. Adam really wants to go on the date with Raven. These two kind of grew on me as the as the season were on, and definitely in this last last episode. Raven, understandably, a little scared to take it to the next level, AB, because of what happened with Nick. People forget that Raven and Nick had the most amazing fantasy suite venue in show history. Remember, they were like basically they were in Finland or wherever, and they had that like sky skylight bedroom it was just basically a bedroom in the middle of the forest (laughs) building yep dean and danielle here we go d-lo as the kids call her dean true to his brand true to his personality which we've discovered here handles this like a like an idiot a numbskull a dummy (laughs) once again he can't look someone in the eyes when he's got something important to say to them uh, and A.B., he realized after Christina left that he he loves Christina. Were you surprised by this? Yeah, I was very surprised. It's only been a couple days, Dean. And why did you? I mean, it's just back to him just waffling over his decisions. He never he never just makes a decision and goes with it. He always wants what he shouldn't do. When he had Christina, he wanted Danielle. 
Then he got Danielle, and now he wants Christina again. And as we saw in the after show, he still kind of wants them both, and he's not going to have either of them. Like we said on the, we put a Twitter poll up like three weeks ago. I said, how's this going to end for Dean? And it was like 85% he's going to be alone. He's not going to end up with either of these people, and that's what happened. Um, Danielle, to her credit, takes us in stride. Danielle, you know, she hasn't been on screen a lot. We've given her a little bit of grief uh, for not being as interesting as Christina will say, but she's smart enough to know that when someone doesn't know what they want, that they're not worth chasing around. They're not worth pursuing. I think maybe even Danielle kind of saw this coming a little bit and was just like, all right, you know, she basically was America. (laughs) She was like, you know what, Dean? Fine. Just get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Here's a quote from Dean to the camera about Christina. He's crying. Everything she's done and said to me has been the most pure interaction I've ever had in my life. That seems like a trait that you would want to, and someone you would want to keep around. Sure. I am actually in love with this girl, and I lost that to pursue something else. Dean coming to his senses when it's far too late. I think the way this all went down, we've we've said it the last couple episodes, I think the way this all went down confirms, you can even tell by the look in his eyes, this confirms that Dean talked to some Bachelor people while they were on break, tried to finagle it so that he could figure out a way to be the Bachelor, leave Paradise and be the Bachelor, I think that theory holds up, and it, it backfired big time. You know who this guy reminds me of, Rim? Nick Vile. No, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> but I've been watching a lot of The Office lately. Good for you. Going back and watching it. He reminds me of Ryan and his relationship oh. with Kelly, in that when Kelly was all over him and their boyfriend and girlfriend, he doesn't want anything to do with it. But then as soon as Kelly finds another man like Daryl, he wants back in on the relationship. But even at that point, he still can't commit to Kelly. Okay, I kind of like that. It's not 100%. It's not rock solid, but it's that's a that's good 80% of it's there. I mm-hmm. thought you were going to say Jim when um no. Barry Gordy's daughter or whoever, what's his name? What's her name? She's the daughter of the Motown. I'm going to get killed for this. <laughs> Rashida <laughs> Jones. Yeah, Rashida yeah, yeah. Jones, Quincy Jones's daughter. When she comes into the picture after after Jim kiss Pam and Pam was like oh alright you know what I mean there's something there Well, that's not fully fleshed out but I like I really like the analogy um, but yeah so basically he's a fuckboy nobody likes Ryan either so <laughs> exactly alright uh, we gotta keep it moving Diggy and Dominique Dominique wants to leave Paradise with Diggy she's feeling it sure. we like Diggy that's and Dominique that's what I thought was gonna happen I thought for sure that was gonna happen <laughs> Diggy says they should leave separately so you were surprised by Diggy's decision to not leave with Dominique when Diggy, <laughs> Diggy made the decision to go with Jamie, I don't, did they even, did, did you notice any chemistry on their date? Did they even show their date? Because I, I don't think they remember, showed their date. I don't remember anything from these two interacting. No, no. Oh, they they showed their date. They showed their date. And they, because t- they, they just like sat outside of like a Quiznos in the little city <laughs> a little bit away. It was fine. But it wasn't the chemistry like Diggy and Dominique had. I'll put it that way. This just confirmed to me that all of these guys on this cast are fucking dogs. Yeah, they're dogs and they're dumb. They're dumb. There's not they're, there's not a lot of smart guys in this group. Wells no. is the only smart one here. So Diggy says, you know, I'm going to I'm going to try and pursue Jamie. Jamie doesn't see eye to eye with Diggy there, though. She says, let's just leave on a good note. Let's just leave his friends. Hmm. Um, I interesting and then that's all we see that's all she wrote with those two these rapid fire breakups at this point 
crazy because <laughs> no literally no context is given for half of these like jamie doesn't even get a chance to explain why she doesn't want to leave with diggy they already move on to the next breakup robbie and amanda next up ab these two i would say were the second most solid couple yeah for sure behind um at this point anyway behind uh taylor and Derek, they're hanging out all the time we kind of knew it was fake we knew it was probably for instagram followers sure and we knew that Amanda was just pretty reluctant at first, but um, I thought that Robbie was doing a great job of pretending to be head over heels for Amanda. Because keep in mind, he also said "I love you" to JoJo on their first date, their first solo interaction together. Um, my point is, he did a really good job of convincing us that he was sincere with yeah, us. We became Robbie guys this season. Yeah. Absolutely. When I watched it the second time, even knowing what happened in the after show, I was like, God, I, you know, I'll tell you what, I like Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to how much of a dog he is later on, but almost immediately after he begins his speech, Amanda starts crying. AB, what did you think of Amanda's, how Amanda handled this breakup with Robbie? Amanda is my least favorite person on any of these shows of all time. Okay, I disagree, me? but she's up there for me, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Do you understand me? Can we all agree Amanda came on this specifically to try to get famous enough to get celebrity Tinder? That was the only reason she came on this show? Yes, agree. <laughs> I, You know, at, up until this point, we've kind of tried to tiptoe a little bit about questioning her as a mother coming on this show for the way you said it was a fourth time. I'm ready to pile on. I'm ready to pile on, AB. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to pile it. on. I'm sick of it. This is the fourth total season without her kids that she's been on. If you include the first round of this where they flew them back and all that. So sure. she's she's done basically three Bachelor in Paradises in a Bachelor season. And on the last two of them, she appears to not have wanted to find a relationship at all because she's not she's chosen to not go with Robbie because she doesn't know how it's going to work in the real world. But it turns out these two live really close to each other. So if anyone could make it work in the real world, it would be these two. You'd think that would want to give it a try. I mean, I could see if you have two people living cross country. But in this situation, it seems I don't understand why she didn't try if unless she just wasn't trying to be in a relationship at all with anyone from this show. She left Paradise engaged the last time around. Didn't work out. She doesn't want to make the same mistake again. Okay, if you don't want to make that same mistake again, don't come to paradise in the first place. What did you... I just don't understand what her end result... It's the Tinder thing, ...scenario AB. that she wanted besides getting more famous. Yeah, that's all it is. And it, this, is, this is the most naked, blatant example of this in the history of the show, yeah. I think. I mean, she made no... But she literally said that early when she got there mm -hmm. and then to break up with a guy who's bending over backwards to try and be a good boyfriend to her and you live in the same like general area you don't even have to move yeah I mean, it's a joke if you're still falling for like her soft-spoken yeah that's the thing it's a voice act, if you're yeah. if you're falling for that soft-spoken voice of hers <laughs> that's on you at this point you because she is not what's good with this show she said to the camera like, she's crying because it was hard, not because she's sad. She goes, like, he really thought we were going to leave here together. Like, yeah. what a dummy. Uh, of course he did. You guys have been together <laughs> the whole time. 
out on Robbie and Amanda. It, it takes it takes a Herculean effort to get people on Robbie's side, but Amanda pulled it off. Mm-hmm. All right, so the couples who made it through round one, as I called this, Taylor and Derek, Lacey and Daniel, Adam and Raven. Even just looking at the three of these, when Chris Harrison's like, all right, y- y'all six made it, if you can believe that, a bunch of people, <laughs> people couldn't work it <laughs> out. Everyone left. <laughs> I thought for sure there'd be like seven couples here, but there's only three. Even just looking at the three couples, you say to yourself, okay, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> and it's Daniel and Lacey. <laughs> the joke couple. The total, the joke couple with, with uh, Lacey, who obviously came to paradise, ready to leave, dead set on leaving with a boyfriend, and Daniel, who came to paradise uh, to find uh, someone to have intercourse with. I mean, fly out this. <laughs> yeah, he'd tell out, you as much. That. That's what he's here for. So let's move on to Lacey and Daniel's date. This, I, I felt like I was in the goddamn Twilight Zone when I was watching this AB. She goes, I'm terrified to tell Daniel I'm in love with him just because I've been burned in the past. Okay, my advice to you, if I could have spoken to Lacey at that moment, would be don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell him that. Listen, though, they go into this later when they're they're in the studio. I don't think she told him I love you to him. I went back and watched it a couple times and I didn't see even Chris Harrison at some point was like, we saw you say we saw it because Daniel was denying it as well. That he didn't think she said it. She said, I'm falling for you. She said, well, like we talked about in The Bachelorette, Uh there's a scale and on the I love you scale. Which is copyright Rosecast, the I Love yeah, You scale. Please, please, must credit uh, <laughs> Rosecast for referring to that. The tears. It's not a scale. There's tears. Okay, tears. The Rosecast, I Love You tears. Yep. This is near the bottom saying she's you're falling for someone. That's, that's, that's not the same as saying I love you. The, the, the bottom, near the bottom is I'm falling for you. Near, the very bottom is I have very strong feelings for you. Mm-hmm. Then it's I'm falling for you. Then I've fallen for you, yep, past yep. tense. Mm-hmm. Um, I And then maybe I think next up would be like. Next up would be I'm I falling can see in love, love with you. Yeah, falling in love. You say it love and then you say I'm in love with you. Yep. I think or something, you know, you're hinting at it. And then you get to I love you, present tense. Period. That's the that's the top of the mountain. That wasn't here. So I'm kind of with Daniel on his reaction to the claim that she said he she loved him. Don't skip ahead, Ab. Don't skip ahead. Now you know. Okay. That. Stay on the agenda, folks. She says I'm falling for you. Daniel obviously doesn't feel the same way. We've known that this whole time. That Daniel is just here. I mean, everything he says on camera to Lacey is about eventually sharing relations with her, and there's no <laughs> he makes no bones about it. Obviously, Daniel is willing to say whatever it takes to get to the fantasy suite. No matter what Lacey said, if Lacey said, I want to marry you tomorrow, Daniel would have agreed to that if it meant that the fantasy suite was forthcoming. That's that's a fact. It didn't matter what Lacey said there. Daniel was going to say whatever he needed to say. I thought this couple was the perfect storm of bad it was a, such a bad combination. Daniel obviously wants to just get it in, A.B., as they used to say on Jersey Shore. Shout out to Jersey Shore. And Lacey flat out bonkers enough to think that she's in love with the guy after five days. <laughs> Lacey even said, I, if he proposed, I would say yes. It's not even a question. 
there you I know Daniel's a dog. I know Daniel's a dog for what he did and what he said afterwards. But I mean, can we all take a step back and realize that Lacey said she would say yes if he proposed? <laughs> to Daniel, barely know each- to Daniel, they barely know each other. <laughs> anyway, you got anything else on this? Like you, it was a perfect combination of a girl who needed a relationship here and a guy who was willing to play off that and to get what he wanted. Next up, Taylor and Derek. I have a note here after Lacey and Daniel. These two were a damn breath of fresh air, AB. I mm-hmm. became a Taylor and Derek fan just because of the juxtaposition. You can see the love with these two. They love each other. Da- dude, it. Derek, look, the way Derek looks at her is like, all right, this guy absolutely is in love with her. Yeah. I'm a Derek and Taylor guy all of a sudden. They're boring. <laughs> know, me too. Me too. I mean, I don't want to see them on my screen, but no. I'm a big fan that they found love on Bachelor in Paradise, and it's real. Me too. That's real love. Yep. Um, so good for them. Next up, Adam and Raven. Raven, scared to take the fantasy step. Adam, I thought, seemed pretty cool. Like, if she didn't want to, I think Adam would have been okay with that. Mm-hmm. Raven to the camera says, I feel like Adam's the type of guy that wouldn't hurt me like I've been hurt in the past. And I think that too. Adam, I agree. Adam, Adam went from, Adam had one episode on Rachel's season The Bachelorette, and he came off very poorly. Um, he was sweating a lot. It was down to the, I think he made the final five, maybe even the final four, and was making desperate attempts to stay on the show. So we weren't Adam fans coming into this. Adam, he's a winner. In he our was, book. he was the guy, he was one of the guys, him and Matt, who did not get any screen time on Rachel's season, but they made it really far. So everyone was like, why the fuck are these two here? So the, that's kind of the negative you know, thoughts that people and we had on Adam. Sure. We didn't really know him. But from what I've seen from him, I'm I'm an Adam guy. I like him. Yeah. See, that's one of the ancillary benefits of this dumb show is you get to know people that you were wrong about earlier. True. Adam's one of those guys. Mm-hmm. I was right about Matt. I was a huge Matt guy since day one. All right. Uh, but they leave how kind of a bizarre cliffhanger. They didn't even make it seem like a cliffhanger, whether or not Raven said yes to the fantasy suite. Uh, but we move to the studio after show AB, and that's where they reveal that Adam and Raven did actually end up spending the night together. I want, I got a couple things about the studio after show in general. Okay. And I want your reactions to them. You'll notice that the, when Chris Harrison was introducing everybody, audience barely cheered for the, for the twins. Your twins, AB. Those are your twins. I, nobody likes anymore. Out on the twins. <laughs> Their brand is becoming stale. It's, a, it's too negative. I was kind of surprised to see them on this show because of, they have their own show now. So I was kind of surprised by this anyways. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't, uh, they added nothing to this season of Bachelor in Paradise. Alexis got a nice ovation. That was nice to see. Booze for Dean. And he knew it. He knew what was coming to him. <laughs> <laughs> Warranted booze. Warranted booze. They should have thrown shit at him. They should have, we have to be throwing tomatoes at this guy. Uh, which, again, we need to get to one of these after shows. That's a bucket list. If anybody who works on the show is listening, you need to reach out to Rim and AB and let us know that you got two tickets coming front row seats to an, the next after show. All right? Listen, I don't want to go to the Bachelor in Paradise one, though. I want to go oh, to of the course re- not. I want of course the real not. ones, the Bachelor and Bachelorette, the, the, yeah. the franchise shows. Beggars can't be choosers, actually. <laughs> um, but, hey, you go to a Bachelor in Paradise one, it's like a 50-50 shot. You're going to witness a proposal. True. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to say was that there was an enormous ovation for Christina. 
the likes of which this franchise has never seen. I'll go so that far as to say that. Listen, she's right up there for the next Bachelorette. If there's no one on this upcoming season of The Bachelor that wows us, yeah, she's there. I'm with you. I think the Christina heartbreak story, obviously she's beautiful. She's got a great um, childhood story, overcoming Absolutely. adversity. Uh, she seems like a real stand-up strong gal. Some people are kind of getting on her for the way she handled the Dean thing, but I think she's definitely a, a, a player in the next Bachelorette game. Yep. First up, Corinne and DeMario. They previewed this as if it was going to be some fight between these two. But we knew. Corinne, no ill will toward DeMario, as we knew from her interview last time. Um, and DeMario, obviously, say what you want about him. He He's put on the face that he has hoped the best for Corinne throughout all of this. Mm-hmm. What did you have on, on this Corinne and DeMario? I got nothing on these two anymore, Rim. I'm out on this story. I can't believe they've... It's been every single episode there's been something about this. That we all know, we all know and have known the entire season, nothing happened. And they continue to bring this up. The only thing I felt was, I just thought it was kind of a bummer. Because if that producer or whoever didn't trigger this controversy, we would have had one more happy couple from the show. This Bachelor in Paradise would have been way better with these two on it. No doubt, no doubt. These two are electric, both of them, in their own rights. Yes. So they were we, made for this show. They were made for Bachelor in Paradise. This producer really fucked all of us, including Demario and Corinne. It's just a bummer. What could have been? Uh, I, I hope that these two get to I found myself cheering for Corinne and Demario to get together and be a couple in the future. <laughs> legitimately, what I, I mean, what would you put how what percentage better would this season have been? Fifty percent better? A hundred. It would have been a hundred percent better. I don't so, know. We, <laughs> When you get into percentage improvement, I get confused. I'm not a math guy. It would have been twice as good. I'll put it that way. It would be twice as good. Okay. Yeah. At least. At least. I agree. Three times. I agree. Three times as good. I think 100% or double is on the low estimate of how much better this show would have been if these two would have been there the entire time. No question. Remember that one episode that was totally worthless? It was two hours where nothing happened? Yeah, Curran and DeMar. Shit's popping off with those two. All right, uh, let's move on to where are we here? All right, so we like Corinne and DeMario. I think they, I think ABC knew that we had had our, our fill, so they put it first. They kind of got it over with. It'll be interesting to see if either of them are back on Bachelor TV at some point for a Bachelor in Paradise or something, you know, helping the next Bachelor or Bachelor. I don't know. I at don't, one point, they so. made it seem like they Corinne would never be back, and now she's been back a couple, for a couple episodes of you know, post-show stuff. So could she be on another Bachelor in Paradise? I don't know. I think it's a possibility at this point. Yeah, I think it'd be tough for DeMario. I think Corinne probably has more goodwill than DeMario. Yeah. Next up, Kristen and Jasmine uh, bicker uh, in the... What would you call those risers? The seats where the, <laughs> you have risers. Yeah. Uh, shout out Choir to Rouser, risers. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want to talk about this. I got nothing. Jasmine was saying was yelling at Kristen that she didn't bully. Jasmine bullied Kristen into tried to bully Kristen into <laughs> saying that I'm not a bully. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She was mad that Kristen was saying she was being a bully, but she was being a bully while she was <laughs> yeah. saying that to Kristen. Yeah. So. Jez, neither of them came off too great. I thought Alexis, Alex, they the salad scallop fingers thing. It turns out like Kristen wasn't that hurt by it, and no. you know Alexis wasn't 
trying to be mean about it. Jasmine obviously was. So that's why I took away from that interaction. <laughs> yep. All right. Dean in the hot seat. The moment we've all been waiting for. Chris Harrison was like, let's watch a quick recap of how fucking stupid you are and why America hates you right now. <laughs> uh, Dean And Dean had to sit there. Credit that he had no other choice. If I were Dean, I wouldn't have gone to this. No, would you why have gone would to you this? go? <laughs> why the fuck would you go? There's got to be some. There's got to be some money behind going to this. hundred G's. Some I wouldn't do it for fifty G's. I wouldn't do it for fifty G's. <laughs> why if I would you go to this? But there's got to be something. I mean, think about it. Like Lee went to the this the post show of uh, Rachel's season. He. I wouldn't have gone if I was him either. There's got to be. You know the money that you've made on the show because they all earned something for this has got to be on the line if you don't yeah, go you, on. This. That's where you you have to show up there to get your check. Probably they don't do, they don't do direct deposit. There were a couple people no. missing, but um. Anyway, Dean shows up. So he says there was never and he takes full responsibility. Obviously, okay. He says there's never any malice towards either of you. That's fine. That's irrelevant. You still led them both on and kind of flip-flopped and weren't forthcoming. And we all know, we've talked about this a million times. Just because you did, just because you didn't mean for something to be, you know, a, a bad action towards someone doesn't mean you get, you get the pass for what you've done. Sometimes you have to take responsibility for what those, the outcome of your actions were. Dean tries to say he still has feelings for Christina and that he, he stops a step short of saying that he still loves her. But you get the feeling that if he had to choose right then and there, he would choose Christina, right? Yeah. Christina lets him know, you know, I'll always have a special place in my heart for you, but you're going to live. She didn't say this, but it was basically you're going to live the rest of your life knowing that I'm the one that got away. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. What's interesting here is Danielle chimed in. And basically was like, okay, so I'm. she's actually like, I'm right here, number one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and number two, if you're saying you're in love with this Christina this whole time, I mean, you called me an hour after we broke up on Paradise, and then we had a relationship post-Paradise. And I've seen the yep. photos, AB. Though, people talk about wanting to go to farmer's markets when they get married after the Bachelor Bachelorette. These two were at the goddamn farmer's market, AB. <laughs> Dean apparently strung these two on after the show, this guy. I mean- I'd love to hear. What did you think of this? Unbelievable. Stunning? <laughs> this guy This guy is it's stunned. I was stunned to find out. I thought maybe he gave Christina a call after the show, but calling Danielle yeah. after the show, the fucking... Yeah. The gall. The, the gall, gall of this guy. this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... The nerve uh, of Dean to do that is... Wow. Good for Danielle and good for Christina for kind of handling this with grace. Um, I think Christina probably still blames Dan is heaping a, a little more blame on Danielle than Danielle deserves. Danielle really yeah. didn't do anything. She was she was getting told that Dean was telling stories out of different stories out of school. I mean, he was the one who fucked us all up. He's this is dummy. all Dean's fault. Yeah. And, you know, people say, well, what's wrong with Dean, you know, trying to pursue a relationship with two girlfriends? The, it's not that it's wrong necessarily in that setting to pursue separate relationships. What was wrong about the way he did it was, number one, he had sex with Christina. Don't forget that. And then did hang out with Danielle in the pool the next day and did the little birthday cake bit, the half, half, half birthday cake bit. Don't forget <laughs> about that horrible situation. The fact of the matter is he he was 
not forthcoming to Christina about what he was doing with Danielle and vice versa. No. If you were to ask, he made Christina think that they were going to be together forever, more or less. And the same goes for her. Yeah. I mean, Dean, you're a dummy, my man. Everything wrong he could have done, he did. And he ended up with nobody, deservedly so. That said, he he looked beautiful once again. His dress shirts under his suit jackets are always impeccable, and I admire his style more than just about anyone I've ever seen, short of Tom <laughs> Hardy. It goes Tom Hardy and then Dean Ungler in terms of people I'm trying to look like when I wear suits. I hear you. Next up, Amanda and Robbie. This Uh-oh. was juicy, AB. Were you, I didn't <laughs> expect so much juice to come out of this. I didn't either. Amanda admits, like you said, that they live so close to each other. So she basically was like, nah, after Paradise, she was like, nah, you know, all right, fine. I'll hang out with him. We'll (laughs) we'll be together. Amanda says, I probably gave him 20 chances. Wow. Maybe an exaggeration, maybe the truth. The twins start to chime in when Robbie shows up. They're saying like, hey, will you, hey, you cheated on Amanda. Mm. Spreading rumors on behalf of Amanda. The twins, first off, mind your business. And number two, <laughs> I don't like how they try to stay relevant, A.B. No, what did twi- you make of the, the cheating twi- scandal? Oh, you go, are, say something about the me, twins. <laughs> let me comment on the twins first and defend their Come honor. get your boys. Come get your mans. <laughs> the twins are friends with Amanda, the same season. Those are just girlfriends helping each other out, saying what Amanda can't say. They, Amanda doesn't want to come off as a petty person, so the twins step in for her. It's an honorable move on their part. Honorable? Honorable. <laughs> it was an honorable move. They were like interrupting Amanda. Like, what? He cheated on you, though. Like, it was a little. <laughs> yeah. Amanda, she, it made it so Amanda came off looking good. She didn't end okay. up throwing all the dirty laundry out there. It was the twins taking the shots for her. All right. So That's it's like. true a, friends do. It's like the Singh brothers and Jinder Mahal, basically. It's like, sick, sick the dog. Like, Amanda, yeah. sick the dogs on him. All yeah. right. That's fine. Robbie denies that the cheating allegations are true, but he sure looked nervous doing so, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, what happened in Colorado then, Robbie? <laughs> Twins, mind your own business. AB, uh, we got we Amanda after the show posted the photo, the infamous photo in question of Robbie with a girl in Colorado. First thing, I didn't I wouldn't think Robbie is a hat guy. He's wearing a hat. He is a hat guy in his Instagram a lot. Is he? Probably because his hairpiece is tough to maintain. Oh. <laughs> no, we don't know if that is a hairpiece or not. Regardless, his hair period is tough to maintain. So I can see him just throwing around a hat most days. Robbie's a dog. You knew it. Um, and he just joins the list of all the other dogs on this, on this season of Bachelor in Paradise. Let's move on. Speaking of dogs. Daniel. That dog, Daniel. Lacey comes out without Daniel. You know what's going on. Nobody's surprised. Lacey says Daniel hooked up. Her and Daniel hooked up prior to Paradise, which we did not know. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I think personally, I, I, I'm sure that's true, but I think it was also a little slick move to save face. So the audience doesn't think she fell in love with Daniel after five days. Right. Yeah. Um, she also said something felt a little off when Daniel said, you know, that he was falling for her. Yeah, of course it did. Of course it did, because he didn't. Um, and here comes Daniel. A.B., what did you make of Daniel's handling of the situation? He was shown several receipts. He was getting <laughs> bombarded by all sides. What did you think of Daniel's performance out there? Uh, it wasn't good. The, kid, the guy was scrambling 
for <laughs> any sort of answers that he could come up with, and he did not find any. He was he found no explanations. Totally unprepared. Um, Ab, Chris ran some secret, some secret tapes, some secret audio, some secret video. They ever do this? Ab, they ever catch people like this? Come on out! Like this was straight some Mari shit out here. They'll catch you. So they show Daniel behind closed doors talking to a producer the next morning after the fantasy suites. He says, dude, she likes me way more than I like her. Like, how could I ever change? I could never change my Facebook status to in a relationship, (laughs) which is diametrically opposed to what he said 12 hours earlier when he was like, so should we change your Facebook status? And then he was then they went forward from there. Um, Then they cut to Daniel and he looks kind of super surprised at what he saw on TV actually occurred and essentially tries to (laughs) tries to uh, deny it. Um, Lacey and, and Chris Harrison were having none of it. What do you, I mean, what do you make this? It was, it was juicy. We all, we all saw it coming. Chris Harrison knows that Daniel's an idiot and Lacey apparently yeah. discovered it much later than America did. I mean, so. come on. Daniel's terrible. No doubt. He's a terrible guy, but we've already known that. And yeah. I could have told you that this was going to happen. He said on camera, he, the main reason he was here was to have sex with the girl. And that's what he did. So yeah. I got, I mean, he, this wasn't a, he didn't trick anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you mentioned earlier about how the I love this. They didn't exactly exchange I love yous, uh, even though Chris and Lacey seem to think that they exchange the equivalent. According to our tier uh, setup, they did sure. not. Do you still think Daniel was in the wrong for saying that I'm falling for you when he pretty clearly was not? Absolutely. I mean, you even though it's it's not high on the tier it's still on the i love you tier saying you fall you're falling for someone that means in my head you are going to pursue a relationship after this show and give it a real try and he never meant to, to have that happen so he's in the wrong i thought the story of uh how he visited new york and was in new york <laughs> for like several days and only hung out with lacy for an hour and she was said six Vinny days the whole other day. six days <laughs> Six days he was there, and he was he hung out with Vinny instead. <laughs> Can we? One thing, uh, one thing I know about this show is Vinny is very well liked by people. <laughs> <laughs> like if anyone in the Bachelor in Bachelorette family travels to the New Jersey or New York area, they're seeing Vinny for sure. For he knows time. where the party is. Yeah. Um all right, well Daniel's a dog. He joins Robbie and others. Uh Lacey, good for her for kind of giving him the business on stage there, but we all thought it was pretty obvious. Could yep. see this coming a mile away. Okay. Let's get to some love, AB. I'm tired of trashing this show, tired of mocking the franchise. Let's get to some the reason we watch is to see people fall in love. Okay? Mm-hmm. Adam and Raven. I'm sorry I'm being my tone here doesn't match the 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 content we're discussing but adam and raven are in love okay <laughs> it turns out the fantasy suite went well they're still together cute couple what did you think of adam and raven and do you think their love is real it seemed real to me seemed like a good couple it was what we needed and chris harrison even said it. he was like i needed this chris harrison was taking these breakups harder than, than we were <laughs> what did you think of bringing out raven's parents to surprise adam i didn't understand that it was weird to me. Yeah. Were you surprised that they were still together? Because I was surprised. You know, I, I was a little... Nah, I was a little surprised. I After the show, people analyzed the first Instagrams after these episodes pretty heavily. 
Raven posted a picture of her with a bunch of people not named Adam at Paradise, talking about how great Paradise was, and Adam posted a picture of him and Raven. Okay. So you wonder if Adam maybe likes Raven more than Raven likes Adam. Sure. Type of deal. Um, Anyway, but yeah, I thought the parents thing was weird. They didn't even let him talk, and it wasn't as if, like, this was like a a flagship couple. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know. We weren't looking forward to that, and we weren't expecting it, and then when it happened, it was just like, okay, that's bizarre. I felt bad for Adam, because that's something you need to prepare for, and he wasn't ready to have that discussion. (laughs) Finally, Derek and Taylor. I tell you what. We didn't like Derek and Taylor at the beginning. We didn't like him in the middle, but goddamn if I don't like him in the end, A.B. I don't like those two separately, but together? Love them. It's a good couple. They Good fell couple. in love. They make each other better. They make each other better, and they fell in love. Baby. Sorry. That's what we're here for. What'd you make of the proposal? It was beautiful. beautiful Derek was proposal. super, super shy and nervous about it, yeah. which is understandable. It was great. It was cute. It was cute. And I really was touched. I'll go so far as to say I was touched by the reaction of their fellow cast members. They were all genuinely happy, maybe even a little bit surprised, but still happy that true love could emerge from the show. This is the message that ABC needed to send. After all this controversy and after all this bullshit and after all this dragging around and flip-flopping from people who must not be named, this reminded us that love actually does blossom from the show. It's how we started the season. It's how we ended the season. Yep. And that's what it needed. All right, AB, so that was Bachelor in Paradise. I enjoyed it. That was my first season. It was the first season you watched all the way through. What did you think? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I think it's 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 not my favorite show. Okay. And when I compare it to Bachelor, Bachelorette, I like those a, a lot more. But mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not upset that I watched this. Okay, so rousing success. Um <laughs> <laughs> The one thing I would say about this show is I think it should be one night. I don't yeah. really see a reason for four hours of content every single week. That's what makes it drag on a little bit. Yeah, as a viewer, that does wear on you, and it almost encourages the viewers to not watch all of it. Because, yeah. number one, you feel like you can not watch it, but I don't know. I mean, you got you to gotta make people want your product a little bit. Yeah. So you got to kind of leave them wanting more as, as they say, uh, obviously from a podcast recap perspective, it's a fucking nightmare. It's way hours. harder. It's <laughs> way harder. I mean, we've already been going almost an hour and there was only one episode this week, so it's not fun. That said, let's get to the mailbag. AB, you want to go to the AB's mailbag? I would love to favorite part of this season. It's been fun. We appreciate every text we've gotten. And every voicemail left by you, the listeners, we love Rose Cast Nation. We're sorry we can't always get to them all, um, but as you know, we have a tendency to ramble on about um, the show for a lot longer than it probably deserves. All right, uh, the number again for the Rose Line. What do you think of that name? AB's Mailbag, a.k.a. the Rose Line? I don't mind it. All right, I don't like it. Your reaction made me cancel it in my head. <laughs> I, right. I, I didn't. I don't love it. It's, okay. I like it, though. All right, AB's mailbag. Uh, again, the number for that is 773-234-7794. Don't know why I gave out the number. We're not doing a recap next week, so I don't know. Send the text if you want, but they're not going to be on the show. Uh, first up, Quinn from Canada, area code 718. Shout out to Canada. Dilo's weird bra slash necklace contraption that she wore over her flowy shirt was way more offensive than her hideous skin-colored gaucho pants. Vehemently Ooh. disagree. AB, what do you think? 
<laughs> Offensive. Yeah, that's a little strong words from Quinn. Whoa. Uh, number two, I don't necessarily think Raven is me. This is this is crazy, AB. This I've we love you, Quinn, but disagree, disagree. I don't necessarily think Raven is mean because I feel that all the shit she says on camera, she would actually say to someone's face if asked. Okay. It's still mean. That's, <laughs> that's the thing. People seem to think that you can say whatever you want to someone, but as long as you're not saying it behind their back, you're good to go. It, it makes you a little bit of a better person to say to always say stuff in front of people and you're not going to be talking behind people's back. But it doesn't mean that if you say something horrible and are bullying someone to their face, it makes it that much better. Uh, the second half of this is Amanda and Sarah, on the other hand, are at the bar laughing at Kristen right in front of her face was definitely mean girl. Yes, that all of those all actions of were mean. All of them were mean. All I don't want to rank how mean they were. But I, I can understand, like you said, I understand Quinn's point that it's better to to have the gumption to say it to someone's face. Then at least you can spin it like uh, they're just being honest. There's, you know, telling sure. you like it is. But yeah, I mean, we don't, Amanda and Sarah laughing at Kristen in front of her without telling her what they're laughing at. That's also mean, girl. Anyway, mm -hmm. thank you for listening, Quinn. We love Canada. Uh, we appreciate the text. Sure Next did. up, area code 480. Uh, hi, guys. Nicole from Orlando. Uh, hope you've been on Twitter to see Amanda roasting Robbie. We have. I am currently without power in Orlando. Irma, fucking everything up. Hope Man. everybody, all our listeners down in Florida and uh, surrounding areas are safe after these She hurricanes. didn't get to watch the episode. Uh, she didn't get to watch the Damn. episode. Um, well, would you not skip ahead of me, AB? I'm, I'm literally, I'm reading the text and you're out here jumping <laughs> ahead of me, breaking news. Well, I'm feeling, <laughs> breaking news. I'm feeling for Nicole here. Yeah, I'm all right. Well, here, well... I I thought it was a good episode. AB doesn't think he missed much. Uh, anyway, so I'm relying on the Rosecast for my Bachelor in Paradise trash updates. Nicole, thanks for listening. Uh, yes, we have seen Amanda roasting Robbie, and I think it's funny. That picture is incriminating. I like that picture. I like how you can't see Robbie's face. I like how it's sneakily vague. it's vague it's itself. A, it's a very vague picture. Prompt some discussion. Hey, stay safe and down there, though, too. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody who made an effort to listen during or after a hurricane yeah, deserves an extra medal. I mean, you're already going through enough shit down there with uh, everything underwater. So we hope everybody's safe. Thanks for listening. Nicole. Um, next up, 646 area code. Tolly from New York. I'm really genuine. This is about Ari. I'm really genuinely physically, mentally, literally, spiritually, and emotionally shook and angry right now. Okay. It's a little much. Ari, people don't like Ari, but everything's going to be fine. I'll tell you that. There's no consolation in the fact that the next Bachelor will be great. Why? Because Ari is going to attract fame, whore, immature ladies, one of which will go on to be the next Bachelorette, who attracts fame, whore, immature men, one of whom will be the next Bachelor. Tolly, thanks for listening. AB, that's kind of how the show works, right? I mean... No, I think her point is that by choosing Ari, he's going to have a you know, a group, and we kind of said this last week, a group of really young girls on there who are probably not that into him, but that's that's Ari's type. Mm -hmm. So it's going to it's gonna be a pattern of bad Bachelor and Bachelorette leads, starting with this. We'll see. I'm hoping that the choice of Ari means that we're done with the recent... I saw an article about this somewhere. The Bachelor Bachelor at franchise is in an era of Instagram models and such. Sure. 
And I think that going back to Ari, the pre-Instagram days, I think we'll get. I think we're going to get some new blood in there, and I'm hoping it's a different type of contestant that's on Ari. But you both, you and Tali, are probably right. It's probably going to be more of the same. Next up, area code three one nine. Go Hawks, go Hawks. Um, shout out to the Iowa State listeners. You guys stink. Thanks for listening. <laughs> All right. Um, I've only been listening to you since season, this season of Paradise, but I'm so glad I I found you guys so you could fill me on in on this new Bachelor again about Ari. I've watched since Desiree, who I feel about much like AB feels about Ashley. So despite feeling like I'm a devoted member of Bachelor Nation, I'm one of I'm one of the clueless when it comes to this guy. Thanks for helping me feel less shitty about this next season. Since I don't have any juice to share, I'll ask a question. Have you guys thought about going back and watching the first season of The Bachelor during the off season? I recently com- did to compare the show to now, and it was interesting. Um, AB, what do you think? Watch the first season? I don't know if I can handle Chris Harrison's suits. It was a different time. I don't know anything about the first few seasons. It's not a bad idea, especially if it's only six or seven episodes. I'll fly through that shit in like a day. That could be six or seven episodes. That's appealing. I'll put it that way. All right, next up, Ginger from Brooklyn. The choice of Ari as The Bachelor has prompted my husband and I to figure out when we got sucked into this wonderful hot garbage of a television franchise. Let it be known, he watched first and got me hooked during Juan Pablo's season. God help us. That's the same story of me and my wife, Rim. Juan Pablo's season? No, uh, that I got her started on the franchise. I did not know that. Yeah, I'm the one who got it going in the Bradford household. That's interesting. I we've been talking about the Bachelor franchise for a hundred hours over the internet, and I didn't know that. Yep. Um. Anyway, I decided I needed to crunch some numbers on how many lasting relationships, marriages, or current engagements that have lasted at least two years have resulted from the franchise. Ab, you dug into this a little bit a couple episodes ago, but Ginger from Brooklyn damn near wrote a white paper on this, a dissertation. <laughs> All right. This is incredible. This is incredible. The result. Proof that when it comes to finding love, Bachelor in Paradise is your best bet. Also, apparently Bachelor men stink at choosing partners. This data doesn't even count JoJo and Rachel's current engagements, since they're probably doomed anyway, right? Yes. Thanks for... Well, not JoJo. Let's... uh, let's JoJo! I've come around on JoJo and Jordan. Yeah, and also... (laughs) completely Instagram-based. Of course. And same... Yeah, we don't... We don't even hear them. We just look at pictures and go, they seem happy. Uh, and also, Rachel and Brian are probably going to stay together forever. They, <laughs> listen, Rachel and Brian on Instagram have also turned me. I don't like them, but I think they might make it. Yeah, they're going to make it. Uh, anyway, thanks for the podcast. Thank you for listening, Ginger. So Ginger has a, she made a graph that we will post on the website along in the episode description at eightscreens.com backslash Rosecast. Uh, but wow. very interesting uh, this, she's got the success rate broken out. She's got the number of engagements and marriage broken out. Yeah, amazing. Amazing stuff. So thank you. Thank you, Ginger. I call that the email of the week. I mean, she made a graph, A.B., and sent and it to us. The most shocking number I see there is the success rate of Bachelor in Paradise couples that leave in a, in a, with an engagement. It's 50%. Only 10% on The Bachelor. Now, The Bachelor has been going on for a lot longer. So there's the sample size there, but yeah. the most successful franchise is Bachelor in Paradise. Sure. All right. Next up, uh, these are all these next few texts are about Ari. 
Sandy from Georgia. Hey guys, love the show. You guys have a fresh take on the Bachelor world. I look forward to your podcast every week. Sandy, thank you for listening. Thank you. I wanted to add to what you guys talked about last week. I can't remember where I heard this, but it's an interesting idea that The Bachelor has taken to choosing to showcase spectacle over romance. Sandy, you heard that on the Rosecast. Do you remember we talked about that? <laughs> can't remember where I heard this. Yep, I remember. We saw that in Rachel's season, with spending so much time on the Lee Kenny storyline rather than Rachel's interactions and conversations with some of the men, Matt who, in parentheses, we're also seeing this now with Bachelor in Paradise subject- subjecting us to those horribly awkward sit-down interviews and dragging out this unfortunate Corinne DeMario situation. I watched the show in and out over the years, but I'll always remember Trista's season and how you felt like you were watching two people fall in love. Do you agree that The Bachelor is getting caught up favoring spectacle over romance, and do you think that picking Ari as an ex-Bachelor might be a departure from the current climate and back towards an environment focused on the romance? Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Sandy, thank you for listening. AB, obviously we do. We kind of agreed on this last episode, but um, I don't know. I mean, she makes some good points. Very good points. I can see that picking Ari would be a departure from that. He's an older guy like you kind of talked about. He's he's he didn't get on this strictly for fame either, which is a good sign because he was already, you know, not famous, but he was he was successful in his career so it might be going back and and he's older too he's like 35 years old so he'll be 36 when the show starts if you're on if you're the lead and you're 36 and you're not looking for love i mean yeah. you're wasting a lot of people's time so yep. um anyway sandy thank you for the text area code 615 I totally agree with AB about Ari. He was a favorite of mine, but basically forgotten. He is an excellent choice. Do you think producers are picking bachelors from past seasons, hoping this may defer contestants from coming on the show just in hopes of becoming the next bachelor? Do you understand? So we we say a lot of people now are on the show and they're trying to be the next lead. But if they're picking someone from way back in the old days, it might defer people from taking that route. What do you think? I... I hear what you're saying, but I I don't think that's the case. I think they like these type of contestants right now. The people that want to be the Bachelor and Bachelorette. All right, AB, a couple more texts. These ones all share a theme. See if you can pick up from pick up on it. I am going to uh I'm gonna read through them and then we're gonna discuss. Susan from Georgia. I haven't seen any Bachelorettes before Andy's season, other than Trista's. I was curious about Do Ari. Do we need to go back and watch Trista's season? I don't... I, Trista, I don't know who that is. I don't either, but people, are, people seem to like Trista. I was curious about Ari, so I binged Emily's season. Ari seemed like a good guy, but is he? Lots of bad behavior accusations swirling about. Any truth to them? We're going to stop the text right here. Lot of lot of uh, rumors about Ari. Lot of rumors about Ari. Reddit is going nuts. It's it's uh, when there where there's smoke, there's fire in most cases, right? But it's very difficult as two guys who like The Bachelor and want to have fun watching it to discuss rumors like the ones that are being bandied about with Ari, where there is no proof. There's no proof on any. It's just hard for me to when some when a, when a Reddit post starts with like my cousin, someone my cousin knows or some shit like that. I don't yeah. believe you like you got to come with I need some proof. 
there was one some of the stuff that's being put out there about him. There was one in particular that got a lot of steam because Reality Steve tweeted it out, and it is it's it's uh, it's very serious, and it's not one that we're gonna even I don't know I don't even want to entertain it as being true because I don't want no to have to. I, there's no proof. I don't want to have to eat that crow, frankly. Yeah. And then the you know you read the, you read the salacious rumor and you go, and you take it for truth and you start spreading it around. But then if you do like five minutes of digging, you realize that the person who's the the originist of this rumor has provided no proof, didn't follow up on it after they posted it originally, and. I don't know. Frankly, I just think that rumor, the one we're talking about, which the people who know it know what we're talking about, uh, got totally out of control and spread too far. And frankly, I hate to say it, but it should have been taken down from Reddit a lot earlier. It was only recently taken down after Reality Steve tweeted it out. So I don't know. To me, it just seemed like irresponsible that that rumor was even allowed to swirl for as long as it did with no proof it's a serious accusation you can say like oh robbie made out with a chick and you might not have yeah. proof or something like that but you're talking about serious like legal stuff where yeah like go to you're jail. doing something illegal yeah and it's something that everyone can would you know hate you're ruining someone's life if it's not true yes you know yes so and we're not here to ruin anybody's lives if things are if we no. don't know if things are true for sure. So we didn't we didn't fuck with it. Some people got mad at us for not addressing it. And we're I mean that's all we're gonna say. There's about no it. firsthand accounts. There's no firsthand accounts. There's no proof. Not even not even a firsthand <laughs> account of what happened, let alone any actual proof. Yeah. So we uh we've said and we've said things here that we maybe were wrong about or maybe regret in the past, but uh, we stopped short of literal slander <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so anyway not to mention you gotta think abc knew about this stuff and did the due diligence i guarantee that they know everything there is to know about ari and felt comfortable putting him on this show the rumor that is out there the i mean that would that would tank this franchise that would absolutely tank that the would franchise. that would be something that would cancel everything like yeah. your shit is over yes agreed um so anyway susan from georgia we appreciate the question the rest of her text reads would you consider reviewing emily's vintage season to get folks ready for ari's season i don't know area code 434 long text here um, ABC is a PSA. Apparently ABC is putting all of Emily Maynard's season online to get everyone familiar with Ari. I humbly request that Rim and AB set aside 25 hours to do an Ari marathon and podcast super episode to get the Rosecast Nation hyped. Thanks in advance for this very important work. Area code 437. Rim and AB, love the podcast. Thanks for listening. Would love if you guys did a re weekly recap of Emily Maynard's season so we could all get to know the ultimate who bachelor Ari. AB, a lot of people, some on Twitter as well, have suggested that we review Emily Maynard's season before Ari's hmm. season in January. What do you think about this, man? You interested in doing this? I watched Emily Maynard's season, and I thoroughly enjoyed it the first time. That's what I remember about it. But I don't remember specifics about the season. I remember I Sean Lowe was the man. I remember Ari was the man. And I really liked Emily Maynard, but that's about all I remember from it. So I would gladly rewatch this season. Folks, there you have it. Rim and AB, during the break between today and the premiere of The Bachelor in January, we'll be getting together 
on regular basis. We'll give you more details later down in a couple weeks. We're going to take a break. We need a break from this. All right. I mean, I'll be the first to say we've been talking about The Bachelor too long. But we will be reviewing Emily Maynard's season. Once we get the details, we're going to set up a schedule so you all can watch along. And once ABC has them out for public consumption, um, we in- we invite you to watch Emily Maynard's season with us and listen to our recaps every week here on the Rosecast uh, this fall. I'm excited. And I'm excited, too. I'm excited to get to know uh, the new Bachelor. Yeah. All right. We got one voicemail that we have. T- we have time for one voicemail. Uh, AB, let's listen to it now. Hey, Ruminate Dave. This is Christina. I'm going to say probably your number one fan. So just wanted to say great podcast today. Love that you uh, dragged Dilo for her gauchos. Don't know what the hell that was about. But one thing I wanted to mention, which I think is interesting and not many people have kind of discussed, is the whole time frame that Paradise happened. So for us, it's been just agony dragged out over you know, like four weeks or five weeks or something, twice a week, okay? However, the majority of Paradise, I'm pretty sure, happened in like a week and a half, maybe, maybe two weeks. So just imagine like in Dean's situation, he's there for like a week, no, a couple days with Christina. I just can't wrap my head around, like when Christina says like over the last couple days, she literally means the last couple days, like they were back there for a matter of days before they were leaving. And the whole thing with Dilo, all of that, while it's been, like, so dragged out for us, it actually happened in a couple of days for them. But I just feel like time frame hasn't really been addressed in the whole conversation. So that's all I have to say. Can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about next week. Uh, love the podcast. And, you know, maybe don't play all of this. It's probably, like, a little bit much. But, like, you know, I just wanted to get my point across. Okay, bye. Christina, thank you for the call. Great call. As you suggested at the end of your voicemail, we did cut a little bit out of it. We do appreciate the call. AB, what did you think about her points about the time frame of the show? It is interesting. If if it was, I hadn't really thought about it, that it was it was a shortened paradise because of the scandal. So this that is interesting looking at it that way. You know, she mentioned they don't really talk about the time frame. Yeah. That's by design, I think. I don't think the show wants to advertise. I mean, it, it comes up. Weeks. It, yeah, it comes up now and again that uh, even with the, the flagships, like, it, you know, people are worried, obviously, with Peter. People are worried that they can't fall in love in that short period of time. With Bachelor in Paradise, it's even more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they'll. I don't think you'll ever see Chris Harrison or anybody talk about how short bachelor in paradise is because it kind of undercuts the whole notion that people can fall in love there um but anyway christina thanks for the call ab this whole this pod has been too long this always happens we (laughs) should have talked about bachelor in paradise for 20 minutes i bet all the other bachelor pods out there shout out to y'all y'all stink and we're completely (laughs) against you we're fighting we're fighting for listeners with y'all but i bet they only talked about the finale for like 15 minutes and then talked about other stuff not here at the rose cast we went basically a full hour on the finale for better for worse (laughs) promo stuff if you don't already please follow the facebook like the face what's the term like follow it's gotta be like right like facebook subscribe i think like the facebook page Facebook.com slash Rosecast Podcast, I'm pretty sure. If that's not it, then just search Rosecast. 
Follow along on the Twitter. We'll have stuff on the con- we'll have stuff in the off season on these pages. AB, there's we'll, now that we're into the game, we're going to be keeping up on all the news. We're going to be following the relationships to see if they last. We're going to be listening to the buzz about the upcoming Bachelor contestants. So follow along on the Twitter at Rosecast ES, as well as the Instagram at Rosecast Podcast. Uh, finally, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, also Stitcher, Downcaster, whatever app you use for your Android phone, or 8screens.com. And if you would, please be so gentle and heartfelt and kind as to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Really enjoy reading those. We appreciate it. Um, And that helps more people discover the show. Uh, And as always, AB, middle of September, you know what that means. Tell a friend to tell a friend month, Rim. There it is. We got it. Tell a friend to tell a friend month. Uh, I, I, I think for, so, you know, if you like the Rosecast and you know somebody who likes The Bachelor, go, hey, share it with them and say, hey, go back and listen. If you, if you came in halfway through this season or last season, go back and listen to the old ones. We don't mind. Um, and, and just quick announcement. October is tell a friend to tell their mom month. Um, (laughs) and we want to break into that demographic as well. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. If you're a Rosecast listener, long time or new, we appreciate you. We also have a kind of a support. We don't talk about it much, but we do have another podcast tentatively titled the Rimcast. Spoiler alert. Um, but it's also us. It's Rim. It's that's news day B. It's Rim and AB. What the things that you love about the Ro- the Rose cast, we, we have been doing on another podcast for even longer. Mm-hmm. So the Rim and even though the Rose cast is taking a little break. Rim and AB or not. The Rim and AB don't sleep. No, you don't have to take a break from Rim and AB. Tell you that. Tell you what. If you like the Rosecast, there's another weekly podcast. Weekly is in quotes. Take that what you <laughs> take that what you will. <laughs> but there's another one that we invite you to subscribe to as well. It's not about The Bachelor. It's, uh, you know, just a couple of guys talking about what's going on out there in the world. A lot of crazy stuff going on in the world, AB. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're there too. So if you're interested... Also can be found on Apple Podcasts. Also can be found on 8screens.com. We would love for you to give that a shot as well. If you listen to it and you go, I don't like the, I don't like the content here. I don't like what these guys are talking about. Number one, I don't think that would be the case. Number two, Rosecast is coming back, so never fear. So, as always, thank you, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. We will TTYL.